The following program is paid for and presented by Tony Mart Presents. The opinions expressed are not those of Town Square Media or station advertisers. Welcome to Tony Mart Presents, music, food, fun, travel, and community professionals live here on WPG 1450 AM, 95.5 FM, and com. We are all over the country today with guests calling in from Arkansas and California, and me in the beautiful Oro Valley, La Cañada del Oro. Arizona, just north of Tucson, Arizona. And we want to welcome all of you and thank all of you for making our show the number one talk radio show in this spot in the Atlantic County region. And uh, we are very grateful. We want to thank Chris Coleman, uh, our producer. And uh, we also want to uh, say a special thank you uh, today to Joe Girallo and a congratulations. He is now the Atlantic County clerk, and he was uh, very much a part of the scene this summer, sponsoring the beach concerts, coming to parties, being with people. Atlantic County is very, very fortunate uh, now that Joe Girallo has become the new county clerk. And we, of course, want to say thank, uh, thank you and congratulations on uh, retirement, I, I presume retirement, to our good friend Eddie McGettigan, uh, whom uh, I actually nominated when he was a Republican. But don't, we don't like to do politics on this show. We do everything else but that. Uh, today, we're going to really enjoy, we have a portal into time, a time machine that is so important to me. Uh, Somehow, Chef Richard Spurlock, in his travels in Kentucky, came upon a um, CD that has been released. Uh, and the name of the CD is The Times They Are A-Changing. And um, this is a live recording of Levon and the Hawks. As, as the CD says, between Ronnie Hawkins and the Hawks and the band... And Bob Dylan, they were Levon and the Hawks. And they played Tony Martz from May 8th through August 19th, 1965. And we're going to talk to the man that is responsible for putting all of this together, Connell Miller, who actually opened up the live show that is recorded. He, his band opened up the show. This is so exciting uh, to us. Uh, and we also... Um, Want to congratulate uh, our uh, dear friend, uh, Janice Johnston. Um, now again, for the second year, she was elected last night in the Summers Point uh, City Council reorganization meeting to a second year as the president of city council. And with all the exciting things that are going on and, and all of our friends uh, who are going to be a part of that, you know, uh, you all know them. They're, they've been on this show 
Summers Point is more than politics to me. It is politics, of course, because everything is politics. But, you know, there are people there. You've heard them here before. Sean McGuigan, Councilman Sean McGuigan, Councilman Joe uh, McCary, our deal friend, who was actually a partner with Levon Helm uh, in our club in New Orleans. Um, I um, I really am um, very grateful because we have a real strong agenda and a lot of things we'd like to see happen in Summers Point. So congratulations to Janice. Uh, in addition, we have another very positive and wonderful uh, announcement. Uh, we have been uh, requested to submit our proposal for Mardi Gras AC uh, through uh, July and August, uh, which means the first um, – we're, we're not sure. It probably will be Wednesdays again. Uh, however um, – that would mean the uh, uh, it would either uh, be the, the 6th of July would be the first Wednesday uh, right on through August. So this is a very important thing. Uh, and we want you to continue sending the emails. Uh, obviously, it's, it's effective, as is the recognition by so many of the state, county and municipal leaders. Uh, that it is so important what we uh, what we do, and we're going to talk about that in a moment as well, because the um, the names, uh, the people that we're in touch with about playing Mardi Gras AC at, at Kennedy Plaza on the boardwalk is really exciting. It's a great great potential lineup of concerts, but when you think about it as a free uh, lineup of concerts, well. Uh, you music folks and you people who want to enjoy a beautiful July, August night on the boardwalk at a great free concert, call Karen Martin, the, uh, or I mean, don't call her, <laughs> email her, excuse me. <laughs> don't call her. She'll get mad if everybody starts calling her. Um, and call the CRDA, the Casino Reinvestment Development Authority at K Martin at njcrda.com, kmartin at njcrda.com. We feel there's a groundswell, uh, you know, as I said, municipal, county, and um, state people. Uh, there are a lot of um, labor people, and uh, they've always been great friends to us, and, and many of them were Tony Mart people. So we thank everyone who's showing interest and support, and please send the emails and let people know. Uh, we're going to um, uh, come back to, well, you know what, I'm going to do this right now, and then we'll talk a little bit about uh, the holidays, uh, but um, the... The actual list of uh, performers and potential performers is really staggering. Uh, we um, we have already, uh, be, you know, in, been in touch with and are ready to engage uh, what Jethro Tull, you know, Martin Barr and, and Jethro Tull and their tribute to Aqualung. That's a huge free concert. Uh, Ian Anderson no longer is able to perform, but Martin Barr has three of the original members, and they're doing an Aqualung tour, and they are ready to come 
to Kennedy Plaza in Atlantic City. Of course, John Cafferty and Beaver Brown is a must this year because of the 40th anniversary of the filming of Eddie and the Cruisers at Tony Martz. Gary U.S. Bonds is ready to go. Uh, and um, that we've also spoken to them. And uh, uh, there are many others. Dirty Dozen Brass Band, the original um, street band that became funky from New Orleans. Uh, they are in touch with us. Uh, and a lot of other people that we're, um, <clears throat> we're ready to engage. Uh, we've had preliminary contact. One of the most exciting is one of the greatest living legacies of Southern rock, or, you know, you can also say um, blues rock. Uh, a lot of uh, people like to refer to the music as blues rock nowadays, uh, the Almond Betts Band. Uh, and so um, they're probably the best. I mean, they're in the top 10 of the best uh, blues bands in the world. So is Phantom Blues Band. And they're, they've been in discussion with us preliminarily about coming and bringing the great Curtis Salgado, the man who taught the blues to the Blues Brothers. That would be an incredible event. Just think about the things that I'm saying. Jethro Tull, Almond Betts, uh, Phantom Blues with uh, the great Curtis Salgado. Taj Mahal is not out of the question. We were with Taj uh, in October, we'll be with them again later this month on the legendary Rhythm and Blues Cruise. Um, there are so many things that could happen, and we want uh, everybody to know that the way to make these things happen is to support us by sending those emails um, to Karen Martin. She's the Director of Communications uh, and Marketing for the Casino Reinvestment Development Authority. And she can be reached at kmartin at njcrda.com. kmartin at njcrda.com. New Jersey Casino Reinvestment Development Authority. We're very excited. I've been working on the submission all week, and I'm ready to tell you that it will be nothing short of spectacular. And we'll also include some great tributes, including our own Tony Mart All-Stars doing Eagles country. And I will put that up uh, against anyone. Uh, and uh, we're hoping, you know, any, any Eagles tribute out there. This is a phenomenal show. And we're here in Tucson with our dear friend, Heather Little Mama Hardy. And she will come back and play fiddle on that show like she did on the beach. So, you know, we're, we're bringing talent in from all over the country. Uh, and, um, we, we certainly have Tab Benoit on the list. Suze, uh, Samantha Fish is on the list. There's a lot of potential great ones, and um, we need your help and support uh, so we can make Mardi Gras AC a reality. Uh, you know, the theme of the show here is um, think positive and test negative. We're going to get through this thing. You know, there's various estimates between the 20th of January and the 10th of February, this accursed second, third wave, whatever the hell it is, is going to be waning. And then we're going to get serious about having a great year in 2022. Not only are the Atlantic Care concerts on the beach going to start on June 17th, 
We're going to have a couple of preliminary shows in Summers Point. We're going to have a late March kickoff for the Eddie and the Cruisers tribute with the great uh, tunes, uh, Michael Tunes and Tunes, the only real musician in Eddie and the Cruisers. And uh, we're also working on a um, series uh, at another venue in Summers Point, which we hope to be announcing soon. So we are busy and we are uh, optimistic. And, you know, another one on the list is the great Kim Wilson from the fabulous Thunderbirds. And he has a great song called uh, Wait on Time. And my favorite line from that song is, Till I get there, baby, all I can do is hope and pray. But also, we can eat lasagna. And we had some great lasagna parties. I made seven trays of lasagna. uh, uh, Nancy saying all by yourself. Nancy and I made seven trays of lasagna. I I can't do anything without Nancy. Everybody who knows us knows that. And um, it was wonderful. We had uh, great parties. One night we had Frank Formica and Billy Walton and... It was just so much fun having old friends from Tony Mark days and all our new friends. And the lasagna was tremendous. And we also uh, did a standing pork rib roast, which I prepared with uh, dried cherries that I had bought in the market in Florence. And after I sauteed some onions and threw the cherries and we deglazed in a beautiful red Zinfandel. And oh, that was phenomenal. Enough butter. And then in the oven after browning it, it was incredible. Uh, and you know, I, I don't do enough food in restaurants. I know I'm trying to do more, but we're so focused on the music and the plans for the music and the excitement. And today we're going to be focused on this uh, next caller who's coming up soon. But in the meantime, I did want to mention um, uh, the Hard Rock had the greatest New Year's Eve show, of course, Chicago, and they were superb. Three original members. We were fortunate enough to be able to see it. They put us in a good spot with my scooter, and it was a great, great evening. Uh, Three original members still in Chicago, and trust me when I tell you, they are one of the greatest bands out there. Just like the bands I've been talking about for the last 10 minutes or so, you know, Almond Betts, John Cafferty, and Beaver Brown, these are some of the greatest bands in the world. This is not a bunch of hype and, you know, somebody's lip syncing and all this marketing and put up job garbage. This is the real deal. This is like Levon and the Hawks in 65 at Tony Martz. And we now have that recording of what they sounded like in those days. And we're going to get to that in a minute. But again, back to Chicago, Robert Lamb leads the group as the founding member. He's got a superb group, including two other founding members whose names I can't give you. I should. I apologize for not having those names. But you Chicago people know who they are. Or Nowadays, you can Google it in 10 seconds and hear about uh, the great um, trombone player and trumpet player, the original trombone and trumpet player. Uh, everybody knows that great trombone player, 
so showy, such a great entertainer for 50 years of Chicago. And let me tell you, when you see him, they're slamming it like they were young men. It was a great, great, I can't say enough things great about Chicago and about Hard Rock for bringing world-class entertainment to Atlantic City on uh, New Year's Eve. Well, we're going to go down, uh, I don't want to say memory lane because that's a cliche. We're going to look precisely to uh, what it was like to hear and experience the greatest group that ever played at Tony Martin's. In our 38-year history, uh, we had a lot of great bands. And I'm going to put together a list of who I think were the 25 uh, greatest bands and performers so we could use that to get some comments and some, uh, uh, you know, some people uh, that want to call in and interview about their favorite band. But there has to be one best, in my opinion, and that clearly was Levon and the Hawks. And thanks to Chef Richard Spurlock, we now have this CD, and it's, you know, not a great recording. It's scratchy. It's on old equipment, and it sounds just like Levon and the Hawks when I was eight years old, going on nine years old at Tony Martz. And I want to, this was uh, recorded at the Fond du Lac Club in Tulsa, Oklahoma, in January of 1965, uh, just before Levon and the Hawks played the Cotton Bowl celebration. So they were a highly recognized band in the region before going back to Canada and then getting to uh, Summers Point, New Jersey, by way of Canada. I would like to bring on the band responsible for this now, uh, my new new great friend, uh, Connell Miller. Connell, welcome to the show, my friend. Well, thank you very much, Carmen. Good to be here and uh, do some talking about what is undoubtedly both of our most uh, favorite bands over the years. Absolutely. And uh, I, uh, I also want to mention that uh, through you, uh, just in our preliminary talks, I found out that Bill Avis, who was the agent, I mean, not the agent, the, the excuse me, I'm thinking about the agent, the manager for Levon and the Hawks, what a character he was. We all thought that his job was to sit at the square bar and drink Jack Daniels, which he did very well. Uh, and, uh, uh, you know, I, I don't even... I didn't even know until now if Bill Avis was still alive. And now I have you. Uh, so let's start uh, the, where, the way I just, well, we're going to talk about how people can get this CD uh, because it's, it's such a, a treasure. And everyone, everyone who is a Tony Martin fan or who is a, um, a, um, Levon and the Hawks fan, a band fan. There's a lot of band fans. They need to get this thing, and, and they can do it very, very uh, easily uh, by going to your Venmo, and we will we will talk about that. And uh, it's only uh, $19.70, including uh, shipping and, and handling if it's in the United States. So this is. Uh, very, very important. But let's let's talk. Why don't you start by telling us about that? They they can easily get the CD. Uh, the, uh, the times they were a change. Tell us about that, please. 
you bet. Uh, the, the actual title was Leave On and the Hawks uh, at the Fond du Lac, 1965. And uh, they can go to PayPal, real easy to set up. If you don't have an account, it just takes a, a couple of minutes. But very easily, most people have used PayPal over the years. And um, they can pay the $19.70, and that includes tax and, and uh, handling and shipping, and pay it to the Hawks 1965 at yahoo.com. And uh, if they want. Let me repeat, Donald, let me repeat that. Uh, the Hawks 1965 at yahoo.com. T H E H A W K S 1965 at yahoo.com. Uh, you know, that's what we all called them. And in Summers Point, they were the Hawks. That's what they were. <laughs> now, let's go back to, we're going to come back to that at the end of the interview again and give people an opportunity to get that down. But that is going to be on the Tony Mart website, tonymart.com. Uh, and you're going to be able to get that information there, or you can always send us a, an email at tonymarpresents at gmail.com and get that information. We want everybody to hear this CD because it was recorded five months before the band or Levon and the Hawks actually played at Tony March beginning May 8th, 1965. But I want to go back to a starting point for this interview because we could do 10 interviews you and I, and we will do several more, but let's start it from after you did the show, they played the cotton bowl and then they headed North to Canada. Uh, tell us, tell us a little bit about that time and what it was like to be with them uh, during that time. Well, it was, Absolutely wonderful. It had been a while since I had seen them. And, of course, I had uh, known Levon uh, Helm and Ronnie Hawkins' band back starting in 1960. And so uh, our bands had crossed paths with uh, on the college circuit many times, and we had helped them uh, set up and, and worked with them. Uh, in those early years, and then when they became Levon and the Hawks, they left Ronnie Hawkins, who had moved to Canada. And uh, right. but it was uh, we knew that it was going to be um, probably the last time that we'd seen them for a while because they actually played Dallas uh, New Year's first, and then they came up to Tulsa, and that was the last time that they played before they went, came up to your place in New Jersey, to Tony Marts. So it was, um, it's rather historic because it was the first time, this recording was the first time that they had played down south without Ronnie Hawkins. And it was the, the last time before hooking up with Bob Dylan, going to Canada, later becoming, you know, Woodstock and then becoming um, the band, changing the music somewhat. Uh, right. And it, right. it just really... There's a very good argument to be made that this was 
the beginning of what we call Americana music today. Uh, rockabilly became Americana. Uh, when Levon was trying to describe the music in the last Waltz movie, talking to Scorsese, uh, Scorsese said, so what do you call this music? And Levon said, rock and roll. <laughs> and uh, that's kind of his understatement, but um, you also played with Conway Twitty. You also um, um, played uh, um, with the Cates and your own band. We're going to find out if the Cate brothers played at Tony Martz as the Delrays. They said they were the hi-hats or the highlights or somebody, but we're going to try to find out um, the great Cate brothers. I, th the next question I want to ask you is, how long do you think they were performing in uh, your area, the you know, the greater Arkansas, Memphis, Tulsa area, um, uh, before, you know, when, when they left Ronnie Hawkins and, and then went back up to Canada? Well, they came down and really did not play much in uh, Arkansas or there in the south before they decided to turn around and go back up to uh canada so they're that they did not play many gigs during that time and fortunately it was um uh the the uh fond du Lac club was booked by uh dayton stratton their old manager and co-owner of several clubs with ronnie hawkins so um uh, I had worked at the Rockwood Club in Fayetteville with uh, Dayton Stratton, and uh, we had maintained contact over the years. I had helped him book Ronnie Hawkins uh, in several places outside of Fayetteville, and uh, Dayton called me that they were going to be playing in Tulsa and that I might want to record them. So we had talked about doing some recording one time, and he gave me permission to do it. And uh, Levon also gave me his permission. And uh, Bill Avis helped set up the equipment, and uh, right. the rest is an 18 song um, CD of, of what I and so many people call the best damn band in the country. Yeah, and that's what they called them on the East Coast of the United States. Believe me, that's what they called them at the Jersey Shore and the East Coast of the United <laughs> States in the summer of 1965. The best damn band I ever heard, an incredible band. Everybody is unanimous when they talk about that. But um, how long was Ronnie Hawkins out of the scene, do you think? Uh, I'm trying to get an idea of that interval between when they left the Hawk and, and, and then there, this era in 65, it wasn't very long, was it? No, uh, they left Ronnie in uh, the, the last recordings that, that I know about were in June of 1963 when they uh, came out with a great uh, Who Do You Love and Bo Diddley uh, as singles. Right. And uh, Ronnie uh, was married he was spending less time fronting the band and actually had moved to uh, toronto uh right. and so uh the levon and the guys were really wanting to advance their music they they had the great garth right. hudson who was so instrumental in 
arranging and and teaching them music and chords beyond the the, the standard three and four chords that rock and roll was back right. then. And um, they they really just wanted to to change what they were doing. So they they quit him and went on the road uh, as Levon and the Hawks in um, uh, probably early 64, late 63, something like that. And then, of course, okay. um, after Dylan and uh, later on in 68, of course, was the uh, w- with a couple of name changes in between the Crackers and, and some other, the Squires. Uh, right. The, the band. Yeah, told me he had a contract. He had a contract that said the Crackers on it. And they said, oh, I don't think so. But uh, anyway, uh, I just want to say one thing about, you know, uh, people can tell already that, you know, you and I can tell some unbelievable stories between the two of us. It's a great connection, you and I, and we're going to do this more than once. And I'm hoping that if we do some tributes to the band, we'll be able to have you uh, work with us more on this. But um, who do you love? That Bo Diddley tune is the tune that Ronnie Hawkins does in the last waltz. So if anybody wants to see this in the Martin Scorsese film, The Last Waltz, which was the last time that the band ever played together in the original five members that are on this CD, right? That's the original five members on this CD, uh, Garth Hudson and uh, Beak, as we used to go. You know, did you guys call him Beak down there, too? We called him Beak. We sure did. Oh, yeah. (laughs) He was Beak. That would be that would be Richard Manuel, everybody that we're talking about. He was beak because he had a big nose. Affectionately, <laughs> we called it affectionately, and he didn't mind it. Right. Well, he was a sweetheart of a guy, and another dear, yeah. our other dear friend Ricky Danko, one of the greatest bass players in the history of rock and roll. But then, of course, you had the dichotomy. Levon and Robbie Robertson. And the only thing I'll say about that right now before we get to the music is that uh, at Tony Martz, Levon was the leader. He went back to the warehouse, to the office my father had in in our warehouse, and he got paid. And he did all the business for the group. It was Levon and the Hawks. But on stage, Robbie Robertson was more of the front man and he called the tunes because the band was one of those groups that called the songs, even though they had a rough idea of what they were going to do with a set, they'd call them as they go, right? That's what you always experienced. They didn't have written set lists like some groups do, you know. Uh, and I never, I never saw a set list. I never saw a set list until the band. And that's when they, you know, with the big concerts, they started with the uh, uh, song lists. Right, right. Well, just one more comment before we talk about the music on the CD. Uh, and, and that is uh, that when they went back to Canada, that was the connection uh, to Tony Martz. Uh, it was, as we know the absolute truth, of course, because my father was doing business with Harold Cudlets, K-U-D-L-E-T-S. He was an, they called him the Colonel. Colonel Harold Cutlet, and and somehow through the Hawk and Bill Avis and some of your friends you're talking about, they got to Harold Cutlet's 
because um, Conway Twitty told Levon and some of your other friends uh, that um, if they wanted to have a great gig and get, you know, uh, what they needed, the notoriety they needed, if Harold Cutlitz could get them into Tony March. Now, of course, Robbie Robertson talks about the proximity to Albert Grossman and the Bob Dylan management organization in New York. And we do know that Albert Grossman's secretary was from Toronto and had seen Levon, uh, well, Ronnie Hawkins and the Hawks play many, many late night jams in Toronto, in the joints in Toronto. And we also know that she told Albert Grossman and Bob Dylan, if that's the band that Ronnie Hawkins had, that they're the band to take Levi, uh, to take Bob Dylan electric. They sent John Hammond Jr. down the, from New York to Summers Point. He confirmed that it was the band, and the rest is history, as they say. I don't know how much of that you knew. I knew, I, I knew some of it, but uh, really, we uh, our our music and what we knew was really more contained in the the lower forty eight, so so to speak, or fifty, I guess we should say. So um, I'm finding out some things about uh, Tony Bartz in New Jersey that that I really didn't know, and uh, y'all had such a wonderful club a great club i've i've heard other bands say that they when they have played there and i guess i was fortunate enough to play in a a blues band with um long john hunter that you told me that uh y'all had booked there at tony march which uh is wonderful great blues band we booked them with we booked Long John Hunter at the Summers Point Beach after the end of Tony March. But uh, I, I just, uh, I just want to say that uh, uh, you know the uh, uh, this this whole thing is uh, very very consistent with what we know, and we have a lot of verification of what we say. John, uh, um, John Hammond Jr. was all with us on a blues cruise. Uh, and he definitely said it was me, and I was there, and it was them, and that's how it started. So, let's talk about the music. The first thing that I'm I'm pulling off of here is high-heeled sneakers. That's number three, uh, uh, because um, I remember it. It was one of their big songs that used to tear the place apart. That used to. There was a long dance party number uh, on the dance floor. Uh, I think that's Carl Perkins, if I'm correct. And uh, that's, uh, that's one of the first songs on this. And I, as a little boy, I could hear in my mind the, the band, play, I mean, the Hawks playing high-heeled sneakers. Uh, uh, so let's talk about some of the other stuff. Uh, Rock and Pneumonia, New Orleans stuff, Twist and Shout, the Isley Brothers. Um, Give me some insight into some of these uh, some of these numbers, uh, uh, please. Well, the one that I really want to talk about because it is just so amazing. It's an instrumental home cooking that uh, Garth Hudson does with a, a lead break in between by uh, Robbie, but Garth uh, is the most incredible 
keyboardist that I've ever heard in my life. He could play with any philharmonic, uh, with any yeah. country, anywhere. Uh, it's just uh, absolutely amazing. And the fact that he was not using the, the standard Hammond B3, uh, he chose a Lowry organ with its own unique sound. And that one instrumental cut is just, to me, almost worth the price of the whole album. Forget everything else, because it is just such a, a tour de force in the world. Of, do what? Let me stop you. I, I want to. Sure. You're saying that Garth chose that um, organ over the Hammond B3. That is correct. That's what he told. Ronnie Hawkins, when Ronnie wanted to hire him uh, to bring into the band, even though he was he was older and he was uh, classically trained, but uh, Ronnie wanted him and paid him more to teach the guys uh, more about musicianship and, and music. And uh, but the condition that he uh, told Ronnie, he said, "I'll go." Uh, you got to pay me a little bit more, plus supply me with a Lowry organ. That's what he wanted. He did not want a, the usual Hammond B3. So that's what right. you that's hear several right. years later is that cranked up Lowry. That's and really interesting. Uh, I just, uh, just want to say uh, one, one thing uh, 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 about this, and I think that once people please – People who are band fans, who are serious Bob Dylan and the band fans, you have to have this CD. And what you're talking about, this home cooking jam cut, this is jam band music. That's what this is. They're jamming. You know, <clears throat> it was a long time before any marketing kids uh, uh, said, you know, oh, this is a jam band. This is a jam <clears throat> festival. That's what this is. But I believe you're hearing the roots of that famous world famous solo at the beginning of chest fever when you hear this home cooking it sounds to me very much like what garth plays in his intro to guest uh, to chest fever you, you know what i'm saying Even, i know what you mean and a lot of people have, have mentioned when i mentioned home cooking the instrumental but the uh just the intro alone that winds up down into a very low uh, uh, pitch, and it just re resolves into, uh, well, you just have to hear it. it it's just uh, an incredible, and his fingers, I've heard a lot of great uh, organ players, uh, but I just can't imagine his fingers moving that fast on the, the keyboard. There, there's just nothing like it I've heard, so... Uh, then that's just really well. I want to um, just comment a couple times more. We are going to do this again, and we're going to do it again in a short time because I want to continue with this, and I'm already running out of time. But Georgia on my mind, uh, Richard Manuel was one of the greatest blues, and you know this is him. 
this is him doing the Ray Charles version of the uh, Hoagie Carmichael classic. And it is, like you said about home cooking, for me, this is w- worth the price of admission alone. And uh, real fast before I let you go, 19 years old, we talked about this yesterday uh, as being uh, – it's a Muddy Waters classic, of course. And everybody thought it was Levon playing the harmonica with the device that he often used for behind the drum kit, the mouth device uh, that he put around your neck and played the harmonica. A lot of real music fans have seen these. But you have proof with, and corroboration with Bill Avis that it was Robbie Robertson that was playing that harmonica while Levon was singing Lee. That's right. It was, uh, in fact, on, uh, I think, Bo Diddley and possibly Who Do You Love? There's also some harmonica. It was all Robbie. Uh, Levon did not play the harmonica that night, and it was the first time I had seen Robbie play harmonica. And like you say, with that apparatus that goes around the neck where you can play guitar and and play harmonica at the same time that like the the folkies and uh, bob dylan did and whatnot so it was a surprise to me to see it but he does a a pretty a pretty good job on uh on that and uh, for any doubters like i say leave on singing robbie's (laughs) playing harmonica that's hard to do at the same time so it is not leave on well, um, what I want to uh, just say uh, is that my memory as an eight, nine-year-old kid is always Levon uh, playing harmonica and singing from behind the drum kit. But I certainly, um, you know, don't doubt the veracity of what you're saying, but I don't think I've ever seen Robbie Robertson play the harmonica, and I certainly don't remember it from Tony Marsh. That that certainly doesn't mean that it didn't happen because I didn't see and remember it everything that summer now let's just say that the first thing everybody has to do is go to venmo paypal and and put in the hawks 1965 at yahoo.com and for $19.70 you will hear history you will enter a time machine and hear levon and the hawks the way they sound and now, Carmen, let me jump in real quick because we do, will ship outside the United States, and that is uh, just a little more. It's $21 even, and we'll ship to Canada or to Europe. I want you to promise me you'll come back soon. We're going to do another show oh, absolutely. next month. Is that okay? All right. This is so exciting. I, I'm ready. I, I love talking with you, and I can't wait to meet you. And I can't tell everybody how exciting this is for the Tony Mart family that we have this gift of God. We thank Chef Richard Spurlock, and most of all, Connell Miller. We thank you, my friend. God bless you. Talk soon. Same here. I enjoyed it, and um, thank your uh, all your fans. We'd, we'd love to do some business with you there. Okay. Thank you. Uh, we got to move quickly into the here and now because, you know, our show and our experience is about continuing this legacy, the great legacy of Tony Martz that brought us Eddie and the Cruisers 40 years ago <clears throat> and brought us the band Levon uh, and the Hawks 
1965. And to help me with that now, I, I want to bring on our, our good friend, a great, uh, a great guy, a, a, a fan of uh, and supporter in a big way of Tony Martz, uh, and that's uh, Jim Tuohy. Jimmy, are you there? Yeah, where you at, Carmen? I'm in and you're in L.A., huh? Yeah, 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 I love L.A. Uh, Carmen, that was a fascinating conversation there, and uh, you, only you bring those things to the radio. Uh, no, no, nobody else is doing it, and we, we, we appreciate it so much, you know, uh, the fans of the music well, that you present. Don Imus used to do it in New York. He was a big fan of Levon and the band, but I don't know if Don Imus, I don't think he's still doing it anymore. But I want to um, talk to you because you're so, you know, you live in Ventnor. You have a lot of friends, actually a huge following, and we love working with you. We did a great show with you last year with Johnny Sansone and Heather Hardy, who we saw the other night, by the way. Um, wow. Give her my love. I know that the, I will. I will, Tui. Uh, uh, I know that the people down beach can't wait to have another Mardi Gras AC concert series on the boardwalk at Kennedy Plaza. That's why I wanted to ask you to come on the show. I know how much it means to you and your friends, but I'd like to talk about it for a minute because we just got the first sign that this may happen because we've been asked to formally submit the proposal. Uh, how exciting is that, Jimmy? That's very exciting, Carmen. And, you know, we've been, we've been on the edge of our seats hoping that this is going to happen because uh, there's been a big dearth of, of great live music, especially what you present, and especially outdoors and one of the greatest venues on the East Coast or anywhere in the United States. And uh, we're really hoping that it could happen. It's a great venue. We can help make it happen. Yeah, we can help make it happen. I wanted you to talk about, you have so many friends and fans, you yourself, and you produce the shows around your block there and at your, your place. Uh, uh, please, we want you to have everybody contact Karen Martin. I know you have already, and uh, I know that your friend Marianne down in New Orleans uh, uh, has done it. That's that's what this is all about, bringing regional attention to Atlantic City. We, we make that place on the boardwalk a part of the Jazz Fest, French Quarter Fest, Crawfish Festival, uh, Blues Festival scene uh, by bringing the talent we have with the support of the Creta. It's great to have our own stop on that circuit. Isn't that the way you look at it? I mean, uh, Jazz Fest That's is exactly the way I look at it. In July, we're there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's exactly the way I look at it. And and you bring so many great acts from all over the United States and all different kinds of music. And it really has put Atlantic City on the map. Your shows on that boardwalk alone, Mardi Gras AC, has, has really captured the attention and, and the love of so many music lovers, not just people in our area, but people who are visiting Atlantic City from out of town. When they get to see a show of that caliber and that quality right there on the boardwalk, and, and we thank Creta for everything they've done for us in the past, and we, we beseech them, and we, we, we hope that they will continue to, uh, to support yeah. this great venue. And nobody can run it like you, Carmen, you, you know? Well, thank you. I know you have dozens and dozens of friends 
who come down and stay with you and your friends. And that night, that Wednesday night, when we have Ivan Neville and Dumpster Funk, or we have, uh, you know, Eddie and the Cruisers, John Cafferty, Beaver Brown, or Gary U.S. Bonds, who is already uh, tentatively scheduled to play the gig if we get the funding, those people will say, okay, let's go to Atlantic City. Let's make a night of it. Let's go to dinner in Atlantic City. Afterwards, we can hit the casinos or the bars. This is what it's all about, right? And you're right in the middle of it. That's why I asked you to come on the show. Absolutely, Kwame. You know, for, for, for 100 years, Atlantic City was America's showplace. And, and you're doing the best right. that you can to keep it rolling. And we all, need to do the, we all need to do our part. And if you go to uh, Carmen's uh, page, or his internet page, and his uh, email blast, you can find the address and the name of the person that, we, that you need, Karen, over there at CRDA, and encourage her. And Carmen, we're all going to do it for you. You know, and we, we really appreciate what, you, what you've done, and, and we're going to keep it going, my friend. And I know, Tilly, we're going to see you in Summers Point beginning June 17th because you, you make that scene many, many nights. But also, I'm hoping and praying and ready to go that we'll see you the first week of July on the boardwalk. Let, let all of your fans know it's time to get a hold of it. It's just that simple. K Martin at njcrda.com. And it is on the website, tonymart.com. Thank you, Tilly. When you get back to Jersey, call me. We'll have some pasta and wine together. All right, Carmen. Let the good times roll. Let the good times roll, brother. Safe travels, and God bless you. All right. Well, as we always like to say, I did not give up my day job. And um, I've been very satisfied and gratified to help people uh, since uh, the middle of 1983 is when uh, I began working uh, in the personal injury field. Uh, and I am uh, engaged to this day. Uh, right now, uh, within the last couple of days, we're on the phone helping uh, one of our dear friend's sister who is in the hospital because of a very serious injury. And um, uh, at the same time, we're negotiating a multi-million dollar settlement for another very dear friend. And that's what it's about at Arenberg, Kauser, Snyder, and Lindemann. I want to um, thank them for being sponsors of this show. And I want people to know that you can simply email me at TonyMartPresents at gmail.com, or you can call 609-365-8249. Uh, we're uh, on the, uh, right on New Road, uh, and it's very gratifying. And we help people with, uh, with slip and falls and with the ice and the snow. There's a lot of that going around. And people don't even know that they may be able to obtain some compensation to help them. But if you call us or come to us, we will make sure that we give you a thorough, not only analysis, but explanation. It's all free consultation. I also want to thank Rich Gerber uh, for sponsoring this show. And I, I want to take a second to uh, just you know mention to you that Rich Gerber Insurance at 327 Central Avenue can be reached at 609 609- 
653-9101. Rich Gerber has so many accolades over the 45 years of his career. And uh, I want you to call him. I want you to call us. I want you to have the opportunity to uh, meet with Richard and get a free consultation on things like your life insurance, updating your life insurance, and uh, update, looking at your annuities, refreshing your annuities, putting money aside for the grandchildren, for the children. Richard is an independent agent, and he will uh, work with over 200 companies to get you the best company and the best arrangement that he can possibly get you. So I again want to thank Rich Gerber, as I want to thank Arenberg, Kauser, Snyder, Lindemann. With all of the excitement uh, and things going on, I'm running overtime as usual, but please let me not forget to thank the great Circle Liquor Store. We love Circle Liquor Store. And right now I'm going to give you one quick one uh, about uh, Circle Liquor Store. Right now, Chester Malloy has this super Tuscan, Mongrana, M-O-N-G-R-A-N-A. It's a super Tuscan, uh, and it's from uh, Marema, M-A-R-E-M-M-A. Just go in and ask any of the guys for the super Tuscan. Uh, Super Tuscan means it's 50% of the grapes from Tuscany, from the little town of Grave in Chianti. Uh, 50% Sangiovese, 25% Merlot, 25% Cabernet. That's what makes it a super Tuscan. This is a a deal at $30 because it's a world-class wine, but they're letting it go more like around $20. So that's just one to go over to Circle Wicker and talk to them and, and go to the Newman Rack and see the incredible deals or go see Jordan, the craft beer man, and talk to him about 20 to 30 different craft beers that they get every week that you can try out the seasonal, the winter brews, all of that. Please uh, go over and see our good friends at Circle Liquor Store. Uh, we want to thank them. And we can't wait to get back into the in-store uh, tastings at Circle Liquor Store. Probably the best independent liquor store in the world. Certainly the best in the state of New Jersey. And until that time, everybody, until we're together from Tucson, Arizona, Nancy and I want you to know, let the good times roll.